Mic check, my check, one, two, one, two. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of IV Talks. And today I'm going to do something a little different today. I'm going to go in solo dolo. Um, I don't really have uh, anybody else. It's just going to be me, myself, and I. But uh, what sparked me to get on here and uh, talk, basically I'm talking to you, the listener specifically, is I've been getting a lot of questions about uh, some fitness stuff. So for those of y'all that don't know, or those that do know, I am heavily involved in the fitness industry. I went out and got certifications in 20, uh, 2017, and I've been asked a lot of questions recently that to me seem like common sense, but a lot of people just don't know, or there's people that will say something that is completely wrong, but they that's what they think because they don't know. And so what I'm going to do today is I want to explain some things in fitness that people have some misconceptions about. Some things are controversial, but they're facts. So first, this is for the people that are either brand spanking new to fitness, people that uh, have been into fitness, but have been off for a long period of time and trying to get back into fitness, or like people that lost the motivation for it, or people that have been in fitness but have been in it and haven't seen results or have been in it for long periods of time and they just are losing the motivation because they're not seeing results they don't feel like what their 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 work their hard work is paying dividends to to back to themselves so maybe some of these misconceptions they could be doing something wrong but this is for people that fall under that category now if you're in fitness and you're a monster you can listen if you want, uh, just to maybe get some pointers. But these are for people that aren't really into fitness, but want to get into it primarily. And so the first, first though, let's get right into it. So first we're going to talk about fitness, then I'm going to break down the diet. But fitness, the number one problem I see with people and hitting their fitness goals is excuses. People hold themselves back. I get excuses left and right here and there all the time when I have clients that give me this excuse about why they missed this. Now, don't get me wrong. Things happen. Every now and then you got to miss a workout or you, you, you skip a workout. I've skipped plenty of workouts because I have something pop up, whatever, whatever. But missing two weeks in a row, that's a problem when you're trying to achieve your goals. Now, if you don't have any goals or if you don't want to be in a fitness Cool. That's whatever. But if you have fitness goals, you can't achieve them without working out or do, do executing the plan that's laid out. And so what basically I'm saying all this to say getting in shape or getting fit, it's not complicated. I'm not saying it's easy because if it was easy, everybody would, everybody out here would be bodied up. We all aren't. Everybody's not bodied up. So it's, but it's not complicated. It's not easy but it's not complicated. You either, you got to eat right. And I'll get into what I mean by eating right, but eat right, stay active. That's it. 
you're active day in a day. Don't even have to be day in and day out. If you're active at least three times a week and you eat well, that's you, you you'll be somewhat fit, somewhat shape. You'll lose, you'll you'll hit some kind of goals. But with that being said, there's not a one size fit all lifestyle. So for example, some people are into powerlifting. Well, there's some people that are fit, but they don't powerlift. They crossfit. There's people that hit these goals they want. They don't do CrossFit or powerlifting. They cycle uh, stationary bikes, or they only do cardio, only do weights. There's Or they're only dumbbells. On, they only work out at the house, yoga, Pilates, whatever it is, there's not a one-size-fit-all. So what's really important is to figure out what you like, what you don't like. So hold on to that, and I'll get back into that later. But the first, the most important thing with hitting fitness goals, obviously, is what is your goal? That's the most important thing. You got to, why are you putting yourself through this? If it's for, you want to compete, then it's that. If you're just doing it because you want to be fit for health, because, you know, just want to live a healthier lifestyle, that's great. But you need to know what your goal is. Because everything else in terms of making your schedule, how often you work out, how long you work out, what types of workouts, all of that is dependent on your goal. So like for my, for me, my example, for me personally, I'll do a lot of like what I'm doing personally. I, uh, I'm trying to gain, I'm trying to put on muscle mass because I want to increase my PR numbers because at some point in the future, I want to compete in powerlifting. Um, I want to compete. That's so my goal right now for 2021. My 2021 goal is to increase my PRs and squat, bench, and deadlift. So a lot of my workouts are strength training based. I'm not doing um, I'm not doing a lot, I'm not doing a lot of CrossFit. Uh, I'm doing a little bit of Olympic lifting. My workouts are kind of hybrid uh type workouts, but the majority of my focus is strength training. But that's because my goal. To get to my goal to increase my PR numbers, you have to strength train. Now, second thing that I think is the most, the second most important after figuring out your goal is making a schedule. Now, this is where it can get complicated because this is where the most of the excuses I hear come from is scheduling. Oh, I don't have time. The biggest, the biggest excuse I hear that is probably the biggest lie of the 21st modern day century, I don't have time to work out. That's the biggest load of BS I've ever heard in my entire life because it actually pisses me off when people say I don't have time to work out. Now, I do understand there are some people out there that probably literally do not have time to work out. But most of the people that I know or that have told me this, they aren't those people. Because if you can go home and have time to watch TV, watch a show, binge watch a show, then you have time to work out. If you have time to, let's be honest, if you have time to sleep, you have time to work out. Now, this is, which I understand that's extreme, but this is where I said it can get complicated. But let me explain. So me, me personally, my schedule. I get up and work, I get up at 5 a.m. I work out at 5.30, but in my work is about an hour and a half. So I work from about 5.30 to 7 is when I work out at 5 in the morning. But I work, I don't work out that early because, some people work out that early because, oh, I'm, working out early in the morning, I'm getting better. I'm better than other pe people. There's some people that work out in the morning think they're better than others because they work in the morning versus the afternoon. That, that's irrelevant. I work out early in the mornings because it just fits my schedule because my schedule fluctuates. If you have a very volatile schedule, 
in terms of like stuff throughout through, throughout the day. I work early in the mornings because no matter what happens the rest of my day, it's not going to affect nobody's up at 530. Like my schoolwork's not going to, I'm not going to have a meeting moved to 530 in the morning. I'm not going to have a meeting that gets moved that early. So if I, if I work out at 530 every morning, that time slot's not going to change. So that's why I work out at that time that fits my schedule. Now, obviously I would prefer to sleep in and work out midday, which I probably will next semester once my uh, class schedule gets, gets better. But right now, I'm up in the morning. When I'm done with my lift, I'm straight to work. I'm working pretty much the rest of the day. But that's what works for my schedule. And I work, I, so I lift Monday, Tuesday, 5.30 in the morning. Then Tuesday, I also do basketball. my cardio Tuesday afternoons. Wednesday's a rest recovery day. Thursday, Friday, I lift 5.30. And then Friday night is another basketball night. So Tuesday, Fridays are technically like a two-a-day where basketball is my quote-unquote cardio for that afternoon. And I also get into uh, a point about that later as well. But make your schedule. Because when you make your schedule, when you, when you literally, like I literally physically on my Google Calendar, I put in my Google Calendar my lifting time and my hooping time slot. Now the hooping and or hooping basketball in the afternoon that does get missed every now and then because I might have a meeting something set up whatever but because I'm strength training the cardio isn't as important so it can be missed when I go home that time gets missed when when uh when I go to Phoenix in a uh, in a few in about a month I won't be I'll miss that basketball session that early that week but I won't miss the lifting because it's early in the morning except for when I'm actually in Phoenix I'm talking about that day up, but you got to kind of prioritize stuff like that. But that's why I have the schedule set. So, so for people that are just starting out, it's so important to make a schedule because you want it to go. Cause when you first start working out, it becomes a chore. It's something that you just got to do, get out the way. Well, if you put it in your schedule and make it a part of your daily schedule, then it eventually go from a chore to a habit. And once you make it a part of your habit, that is when you can start taking leaps and bound uh, progressions and whatever goals you have is when you make it a habit of working out. I, uh, I've talked to my buddy Mitch on the podcast before, and he asked, uh, when's the last time I've taken like weeks off from where I've never taken more than a full week off from working out. I've never, I've never not once taken a month off because it's a habit. Um, I've, you know, playing in collegiate sports stuff, 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 yada, yada, yada. It has become a part of who I am working out. If I, I take I take Saturday, Sundays are my off days as well, recovery days. By Sunday, I feel like a bum because I haven't worked out since Friday. So it's a it's a habit, and getting to that habit point, you'll have you'll be better off. So getting into scheduling, here's where it can get complicated. There, there are some people that only have thirty minutes to work out. Let's say you you work whatever work a job. And the only time you really have, and you got kids, family, the only time you can really work out is during your lunch break. 30-minute workout, 30 minutes to eat. Well, that's fine. Set, you don't have to have these two-hour workouts. Really, after two hours, you get counterproductive depending on what you're doing. But for the most part, most types of just straight up working out, after two hours, you're being counterproductive. So you don't need these two, three-hour, these three, four-hour workouts. 30 minutes is enough. Now you need to make sure you know what you're doing to make your 30 minute work. Your 30 minute worker has to be super efficient, but 30 minutes is plenty. 
So if you just, let's say you work Monday to Friday, your lunch breaks at noon, and you can be at the gym 30 minutes in, get lunch, be back for your break, 30-minute workout is all you got. Well, do Monday through Friday, 30-minute workout. It's that simple. Or if, I know a lot of my clients, they're, they're, they work all day, they don't have time to work out during their break, and when they come home, they, they don't want a gym membership because they can't afford it. Well, work out at the house. You don't have to go to a gym. You can do a 30-minute workout every night when you get home from work. Or I know some people that get up in the morning before they go, leave for work, they just do a 30-minute workout at the house. They get up early enough. Um, and that's another reason why I say uh, there's no such thing as I don't have time to work out. You might not have – there might be people that don't have time to go to a gym to lift, but you can do 30-minute workouts at the house whenever. No equipment, body weight. You can do that whenever. So there's always time that you can fit in. But they, but like I said, 30 minutes, they have to be efficient. You can't just have 30 minutes of just you doing jumping jacks, which 30 minutes of jumping jacks is still better than nothing. But depending on your goals, you have to make them very efficient. Now, getting into shorter workouts, you have to prioritize. Now, let's say we're talking about at the gym, you have 30 minutes. because I can get, I can have a whole nother podcast about what, what type of workouts to do for what, depending on how much time you have. That could be a whole nother podcast by itself, but just staying without getting too in depth for, let's just say for lifting at a gym, prioritizing lists for short workouts. So let's say you only have 30 minutes at the gym. Well, if you're at 30 minutes at the gym, you don't just want to curl all day. Yes, curls are great, but curling for 30 minutes, there's only, your muscles can only break down so far before they won't break down any further. And then you're just beating the dead, beating a dead horse. So what you want to do is if you have, you only have 30 minutes to be in and out, you want to prioritize main muscle groups. So like big muscle groups. So like the chest, arms and stuff like that, but at the same time. So what that means is you want to prioritize compound lifts. So like a compound sentence is a sentence that has more than one is a sentence that has more than one sentence in it, if that makes sense. Or a compound word is a word that's made of two words. So a compound lift is lifts that work multiple muscle groups. So like bench press, bench press works a plethora of muscles. You got it works your triceps, it works your chest, it works your back, it, it, it works your core if you're doing it right. It works a bunch, pretty much a full upper body, um, a full upper body work lift, bench. Deadlift, full body. It's working your forearms, grip strength. It works the glutes, the hams, lower back, shoulders, all that good stuff. Squat works everything from the waist down. So these squat, bench, deadlift are like the golden standard when it comes to lifting weights. Whether you're training for muscle size, muscle strength, muscle endurance, these are great lifts because you can work multiple muscle groups at one time. You know, kill two birds with one stone, essentially. So when you have shorter lifts, you want to prioritize movements like these movements that, and most of them are any type of barbell movement is usually a compound lift. Usually it, for the most part. Now, uh, what also when it comes to shorter lifts, body weight versus weight. Now taking a step, let's take a step back because this goes into the schedule. So prioritizing lifts for shorter workouts. Now, if you can only, let's say you, you can lift five days a week, then it's good to have upper body and lower body on separate days. You want to try to target 
I don't want to get in too much detail, like I said, but basically, let's just say upper body, lower body split. That means upper body and lower body on separate days. What you want to do is at the bare minimum, if you can lift, the rule of thumb is lift upper body twice a week, lower body twice a week. For the most part, we're being super general. It gets a lot more specific than that. But you want to work the same muscle groups at least twice a week, minimum, for, for decent results. You know, you don't have to, but if you don't, it takes longer. For, for, but for the most part, the rule of thumb is the upper body twice a week, lower body twice a week. And I do, when you get to abs, I do abs every day. Um, but abs, you can throw in there the same. So that means is if you only have time, I have a client, he, he only works out three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Well, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, when I make his programs, they're full body. He does upper body and lower body on the same day because you only have Monday, Wednesday, Friday to work out. So does that make sense? So making your schedule, if you only have three days to lift, those three days need to either need to basically be full body. They don't have to. But if you do upper body Monday, lower body Wednesday, upper body Thursday, you're only doing lower body once that week. Now you can, which some people that, that might be fine, like I said, depends on your goal, but you also want to be balanced when working muscle groups. You don't want to have, be those guys in the gym that are huge and have small legs. We don't, you don't, we don't want to be like those people. So you want to balance it. But then again, if your goal is you don't care about you're, you don't care about lower body and you just want to increase your bench and you don't care anything about squat might be perfect for you. Again, there's no one size fits all. If it helps or fits your goal, go for it. I wouldn't suggest doing something like that, but go for it. So anytime I make it working for a client, it's three days a week. They're full body days because we can work upper body and lower body three times versus if we split it, one of them is, is not going to get worked out, but once that week. If you're only squatting once a week, yes, it's better than nothing, but you're not going to see much progress uh, at a decent timeline if you're only squatting once a week. You're not going to increase your squat max very, very, uh, you're not going to increase it much if you're only squatting once a week. So that's why three days a week. Four days, let's move up to four days a week. And four days a week is usually the sweet spot. Four to five days a week is a sweet spot because you can do, like right now I'm doing four days a week with lift. Monday is uh, lower body, Tuesday's upper body, Wednesday's recovery, Thursday's lower body, Friday's upper body, Friday, Saturday recovery. So that's how I have my, and then I also, I lift legs Monday because on Tuesday I'm, I do basketball for hours. So I don't want to lift legs the same day I'm running in the afternoon. So that's how I have mine split up like that. So I'm really doing legs Monday and Tuesday, but Tuesday afternoon is running but which is running. So I, it's pretty much, I pretty much do legs four days a week. If you look at it like that, if you consider the car, cause my legs are dead after Tuesdays. But anyway, that's just an example. Four days a week, you can do, you can do Monday, whatever, whatever. Monday, upper body or lower body. And then the next day is just the other one. Now, five days a week is where you can get fancy with it. Um, I know five days a week, you can go upper Monday, lower Tuesday, Wednesday, cardio, and then, Lifts again, th Thursday, Friday, upper body split, yada, yada, yada. Or I know some people will do, uh, you'll have Monday, Wednesday, Friday, lower body, Tuesday, Thursday, upper body. So upper body still gets, you still work those muscle groups twice a week. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 
you can prioritize whatever your goal is. So if you want to really increase your squat, you can do lower body Monday, Wednesday, Friday, upper body Tuesday, Thursday. So you're still building towards your upper body as well, but you're prioritizing lower body, vice versa. If you really want to focus on upper body strength, you can go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, upper body, Tuesday, Thursday, lower body. Um, and then, Or you can have Wednesday as a cardio day, Wednesday as a rest day, but then it'd make it four days a week. Or you can have Wednesday as a mid-body day, um, where it's upper, lower, then Wednesday, you can have a mid-body where you focus a lot of abs, um, you focus some lower back, and maybe some deadlift in there, focus about the, the mid-body, so uh, abs, lower back, stuff like that. Or you can have it a, a functional mobility day where you're stretching and working mobility, so you're not really doing lifting weights. You're working on range of motion and mobility and stuff like that. There's so when you get to five, five, six, seven days a week is when you can start getting super fancy with the scheduling. But I won't go over six, seven days a week because if you want to work out six, seven days a week, uh, you can just DM me on the uh, the Insta at FLS for Swag. But anyway, but just to move on, those are some examples at scheduling. Now we're now. Going back to where we were earlier, body weight versus weight training. The concepts would still be the same. So let's say you only you're only working three days three days a week at the house and you do some body weight. With body, same same concept, you would probably you do full body Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But again, it depends on the goals, right? So if you're lifting body weight. The problem here becomes the problem of body weight versus weight. If your goal is to increase your strength training, body weight's not going to get it. This is where you kind of have to compromise with what you want to do. You only have 30 minutes to work out, but you want to increase strength training. Well, working out at home isn't really an option if you have no equipment at the house. If you can only do body weight at the house, then that's where you, you, you kind of have to give in to figuring out a way to either get weights or make a home gym, something, because body weight isn't going to help you increase your bench press uh, to an extent. If you're not active at all, yes, it, it's, it'll help build a foundation. But once you get to a certain point, you're going to have to start lifting weights to really increase your strength. But if you're just trying to lose weight, slim down, or, or tone, or some, uh, muscle endurance tone, and something like that, body weight's perfect. And then you just use the same concept. You can month five days a week, uh, split it up however you want, three days a week, full body. But with body weight, you have to work harder than you would with weights. So, you know, if you're doing bench press with weights and curls and you're lifting all this weight versus body weight, all you can really do are push-ups and like bench dips. It's going to take a lot more push-ups to get shredded arms than it is if you're curling if that makes sense again um if you want more details about stuff like that you can just hit me up on instagram because it gets a little tricky because body weight is not as efficient as lifting weights or resistance training you got bands at the house that's fantastic but body weight is not as efficient of uh increasing strength or just overall health than it is resistance training or weight training now moving on to the next point which I think is another important thing when you're just starting out or if you're if you just hate working out but want to get into it is figure out what you like and what you don't like. Okay, for example, I don't I don't like traditional cardio. I don't run. Like I don't run on treadmills. 
except for like when I warm up, I do three minutes on a treadmill to warm up or three minutes on a stationary bike. But in terms of like 30 plus minutes, like 30 minutes on a treadmill, I don't, I don't do your traditional cardio. Ba- playing basketball is my only type of cardio I do at all, period, point blank, period. Because I do not like traditional cardio. Now, uh, so for you, if you're the same way, you hate cardio, you don't have to, to do cardio to get in shape. You, but there's give and take. So if you if you don't like lifting weights and you don't like cardio, there's other things for you like a high interval training, um, which you could argue is cardio like. But if you don't like, let's say you don't like running on treadmill, but and you don't like lifting weights because you just want to lose weight, you just want to slim down, but you hate running on a treadmill. Well, you could stairmaster. There's different forms of cardio. Like if you don't like treadmill specifically, you can do stairmaster, stationary bike, stuff like that. If you don't like cardio, period, and you don't like uh, you don't like cardio, period, and you don't like lifting weights, well, you can do uh, jumping jacks. You can do if you don't like cardio or lifting weights, it's kind of a problem. But there's different things you can do. You you can uh, sorry, people having some technical difficulties. But anyway, if you don't like lifting weights or doing cardio, you can do yoga. Stuff like that. You can do functional mobility, but just know that, like I said, there's give and take. Yoga is fantastic for for mobility and stuff like that. But in terms of, like I said, if you're trying to gain strength and stuff like that, you're not going to increase any numbers doing yoga. But there's there's alternatives, though. Like there are plenty of people that are in shape that only do yoga. Do, you know, check out yoga. See if you like yoga uh pilates uh if you don't like traditional cardio you might try doing like the dancing workouts where people just dance for an hour with an instructor you can always try stuff like that that's different um but figure out what you do and don't like and it's even with weightlifting you know let's say you hate squats which i think everybody in this world should squat at least twice a week but let's say you hate squats okay you don't have to squat when you work out, you know, if you're just general health, you don't have to leg press, you know, you can do leg press, or if you don't like barbell squat, you can dumbbell squat, goblet squat, body weight squat. Like there's, you don't have to lift things you don't like doing. Now, you know, if you have a trainer and you like, I hate Bulgarian split squats, but they're not my favorite lift, but I'm going to, it's a fantastic lift. So I Bulgarian split squat because you know, my goal is to increase my strength and Bulgarian split squats uh, are fantastic for increasing squat, quad, uh, quad strength. So I'll do it. You know, there's some lifts that I don't like doing, but I still do them anyway, just because they align with my goal. So sometimes you have to kind of give and take there, but you don't figure out what you like. If you love bench press, bench press your life away. You know, all, you know, if you could, like, I love shrugs. My favorite workout might be shrugs, dumbbell or barbell. It doesn't matter. Every time I lift upper body, I put shrugs into my workout. It doesn't matter what the goal is that the, at the time, if it's whatever it is, when I lift upper body, I shrug every time I step into the gym on upper body day. Just like when I, do I have a favorite leg lift? My favorite, my favorite, uh, another of my favorite lifts that I don't do that often is hang clean, just because the gym I go to, Hang clean's not really an option. It's an option, but I'd have to wait on a rack. But anyway, I love hang cleaning. I used to hate hang cleaning. 
when I was in college, but I love hand cleaning. Hand clean your life away. But but work around that. Work with what you like. Find what you like. Find lifts that are comparable to that. Figure that out. Things you don't like, figure out uh figure out things that are alternatives to that. Like if you don't like uh Bulgarian split squat, well, try a regular dumbbell lunge, you know, same concept or dumbbell step-ups. Things that find out workouts that work that same muscle group that you would gravitate towards instead of that lift. So figure that stuff out. Um, I know when I when I create programs for people, I always ask, are there any lifts you refuse to do? Because I won't throw them in there. Now, if there's lifts that they don't mind doing, but they're not fans of it, I don't care. You, you know, if, if it aligns with our goal, I need you to do them because it's efficient. But if there's things they just absolutely refuse to do because they they hate that movement, then I just won't put it in there. So you just work with the things that you like. And three keys I want to mention before I get onto the diet part are the most important things starting out or getting back into it, consistency. So like I said, the schedule, make your schedule, stick to the schedule as best you can. Consistency is important. as Because showing up to the gym is the majority of the battle there. If you, if you got a, somebody that creates a program for you, or if you create your own, which let me step, let me, let me backtrack. Have a plan when you go to the gym. I know so many people that will just show up to the gym and they're like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do today, but I'm going to do something. If, I mean, if that's what you do and you're killing it, more power to you. But if you're struggling to find motivation, you're struggling with, with seeing results and you don't go into the gym with a plan every day, you got to come up with a plan first or find somebody that'll come up with a plan for you. Find somebody that's certified or find somebody that just knows what they're, they don't have to be certified, but if they know what they're doing, have them help you out with a plan. I mean, YouTube is fantastic. Get on YouTube and look at what other people are doing, but have a plan. I make a plan for myself. I even make a plan for myself. I literally put it on a Google doc. I write it down. And I put in my app. So when I go to the gym, I'm logging in on my app, on my uh, workout app. So have a plan. Plan it out. I plan my workouts like six months at a time. So have a plan. Consistency, stick to the plan. Show up every day if you can. Second key, patience. Patience, patience, patience. It's not going to happen overnight. Especially if you're not active at all, you know, it might be, three, four, five, six weeks before you see any results at all. You got to be patient. If you show up and do the work, you're going to get in shape. It might take you longer than somebody else. That's part, part of that is just genetics. But not every, like I said, there's no one size fits all. Not everybody loses weight at the same rate. You can have people that do the exact same workout, eat the exact same way, and results can still be different. So just be patient, stick to the script, and you'll 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 get the results you want as long as you're staying consistent and you're patient. Third most important, third most important key, take care of your body. You got to take care of your body. I think that might be the most important for all of this because it doesn't matter how much weight you're moving. It doesn't matter how far you're running. If your body breaks down, it's going to set you back. You can take 10 steps forward. And because you didn't stretch, you didn't warm up, you blow a hamstring and you're out for a month. Next thing you know, you've taken 100 steps back. You're in the whole 90 steps. So take care of your body. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. It's crazy to me how, how much people don't drink the amount of water they're supposed to drink. 
Oh, I always tell everybody a gallon a day is a safe bet. I believe you're supposed to drink. Is it half your body weight in ounces? No, I don't know. I forget. I just know I do a gallon. I aim for a gallon a day. It's 128 ounces. I think you're supposed to do half your body weight in ounces at the bare minimum. And that's if you, I, don't, I think that's if you're not even active. That's just the bare minimum. So if you're active, it's, you should drink more than that. But I always do a gallon a day. And a lot of people don't drink gallon a day. And I'm talking either water or, or some type of electrolytes. Soda doesn't count towards that. So if you're drinking sodas, it doesn't count towards your gallon of the, of the day. Um, but take care of everybody. Stretch, warm up, cool down. Cooling down is just as important. When you get done, make sure you cool down, stretch. Uh, take your vitamins, all that good stuff. Supplements. I, I can get supplements can be a whole nother, a whole nother podcast by itself. Just make sure you're taking care of your body. If you don't know how to do that, you hit me up on Instagram or YouTube. I'm sure people got friends or ask or be careful asking friends because there are people that don't know what they're doing. But get on YouTube, find people that have a good following. They probably know what they're talking about. All right. So now let's get into the diet part. This is where it's going to get real controversial. So I'm going to say some things that nutritionists or dietitians wouldn't want to say, at least the majority. How society, this, it'll be controversial to how society views dieting. But I'm going to be the first to tell you when it comes to dieting, and this is all in combination with uh, working out or training or fitness, whatever, you don't have to be a super strict health nut. When I ask people, uh, you know, about dieting, they think dieting is no carbs, no sugar. They can't ever eat any sweets ever. They got to eat nothing but salmon and broccoli and, and that's it. And a bunch of fruit. No, 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 no. That's not, I mean, that's not how realistic dieting works. When I talk diet, I talk realistic diet. So first let's get into Meal prepping versus non-meal prepping. I know when I say meal prep, a lot of people are intimidated by that word because they, they think of people that go out and get groceries and on Sunday, the week before, they cook all their food and they package them into, into, into Tupperware Monday through Friday, all their meals. Yes, you could do that. If you do that, if that's what you do, then that's great. But that's not how I meal prep. My meal prep is literally just me writing out each meal I eat and I just write what I'm eating for that meal. And it's just that. I don't pre-cook all my food on a Sunday for the whole week. I just have a schedule of what I'm eating for what meals. So like if I have chicken, what I do is I'll buy the chicken. And what I'll do is I will put them in individual Ziploc bags. I'll throw them in the freezer, except for Mondays, I'll put in the fridge. But I don't cook my meat all at once on Sunday because I used to do that come Friday, Saturday, the meat, I'm not going to eat it because it's been cooked for five, six, it's been cooked six, six days ago. So realistically, I wasn't sticking to my meal prepping because the food wasn't fresh anymore. So what I do is I don't cook, especially the meat. I don't cook it till the day of I'll put in. So like Monday, I take out the, the, Chickens in the fridge, and I'll take one of the chickens in a Ziploc bag that's in the freezer. I'll throw it in the fridge, so the next day it's thawed out and it's ready to cook. And I'll and I cook it right there. Then I eat it. Same with all my other meals. Now there are some things like if I make mac and cheese, then obviously I'll just make a big pot of mac and cheese 
for the week because I'm not gonna make a single thing of mac and cheese. But there are some like spaghetti. If I make spaghetti, it's all at once. Or I'll make like three days worth of spaghetti, and then when that's out, I'll make another three or four, uh, three or four days of spaghetti. There are, but there are some things like that that you know you kind of gotta cook all at once. But for like you know like chicken or pork or steak or something like that, I don't cook all at once beforehand. So you could do it like that, or you know. If you can, uh, some people buy the Simply Meals or the meals that are pre-made that get shipped to you. You can do stuff like that. You can buy the little uh, microwave meals. You can do it however you want. But the most important concept of a meal prep or meal planning, whatever you want to call it, is just planning what you're going to eat. So if one of the days, let's say you want to do McAllister's on Wednesday for lunch, just put McAllister's on your meal plan. So when Wednesday comes at lunch, you have that you're getting McAllister's. That's all meal, I guess I'll say planning. That's all meal planning is. It's just planning out what you're going to eat for when. So you don't have to do it the traditional cook all your food at once, yada, yada, yada. Now, let's get into what I really want to talk about about dieting is the intensity of the diet depends on the intensity of the training. So like I said, like I said earlier, you don't have to be a super strict health nut. Now, if you don't work out or you're not active at all and your metabolism starts to slow down, you got to be on the closer side of the spectrum of super strict because you're not active. The least active you are, the more on point your diet has to be. The more active you are, the more, the more of a leash, the more of a leeway you have on your diet. So I'm going to say this. And I hope the internet doesn't shut down. You can, I've seen it done. You can, you can, there's a saying that you can't outwork or outtrain a bad diet. I'm going to be the first one here to say that that is absolutely false. Now, I, not only have I, not only do I know people that outtrain their bad diet, I have seen in person with my own eyes, I play ball. I've seen the guys that outtrained their bad diet. Now, what I will say is the amount of work or the amount of activity you have to have to outwork a bad diet is not realistic for 95% of the country, 95% of the world. You can outwork any diet. It just, you, the work is intense. So if you eat like crap Monday through, if you eat like crap, let's say 80% of the time, you probably, if you work out seven days a week, twice a day, seven days a week, so 14 workouts throughout the week, you could probably get away with eating like crap 60, 70% of the time because you're super active. Will you feel good? Probably not. Maybe. It depends on the person. But you can still be fit or look fit or be in shape or look in shape because you're super, super active. So you can to an extent. Now, I'm not saying eat like crap. That's not what I'm saying. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that diet is all about moderation. Depends how the intensity, because when it comes to diet, you got to be realistic with yourself. If you know you absolutely hate fruits and vegetables, don't go on a vegan diet just because you want to get in shape because you're not going to stick to it. Because once you fail a diet and people quit on a diet that's not realistic for them, then that's half the equation. The diet's half the equation. Once you, once you quit on the diet, then you're not going to see the results you want or you're not going to make the progress you want at a decent timeline. 
So it's all about moderation. So for me, I'm trying to gain weight. So I know I need to know I need to have a high carb diet and I eat a lot, a lot of meat and I eat some fruits and vegetables, but I don't always eat Ter I don't always eat terribly, but I'm not always on it. So like a meal, I, I have chicken breast, mac and cheese, and a baked potato. A ton of carbs, right? A lot of people would cringe at that diet. A lot of carbs. But I'll also have, uh, I also have like maybe a steak, some broccoli, and some rice. Or chicken, rice, broccoli. That's like a staple in the eating community. And But for my, for my breakfast, I do a strawberry banana smoothie. So I'm getting a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables in my diet. I get a lot of carbs that I need from my specific goal. I get a lot of carbs and I get a lot of meat and protein. That's what I need. But on the weekends, I will go to Pizza Hut. You know, I will go, I will get my, my chilies that I get on, on Sunday. For people that listen to the uh, Garza 615, I do go get my chilies on Sunday. Or like, you know, if somebody is a, one of my, my buddies is in town, is like, hey, you want to go hit up Longhorns or something? I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go out to eat at a restaurant every now and then. Because... I know I'm active and for the most part, I stick to my diet or meal plan for the most part. So, and it depends how active I'm, you know, four days a week, but two of those days or two a days. So, you know, I'm pretty active. If some, if you're working out six, seven times a week, you got a longer leash on your diet. So it all comes down to moderation. But in the intensity of the diet also correlates to your progress timeline. So if you're somebody that wants results right now, if you want them as soon as possible, let's say, let's say you're some, let's say you're not, let's say you're somewhat in shape. Like, you know, you've been in fitness, but you took a, a year off because of COVID, you gained the COVID 30, right? And you got a, a wedding you're going to that's coming up in two months. Right, you need you need to have the results you want by two months. Well, if you need results by two months, you need to be super active. So, I mean, training at least five days a week, and you need to have a super strict diet. You can get it in that timeline. Now, if your timeline is, hey, I just want to you know get in shape this year. I just want to lose weight, but you know I want to be this by in a year and a half. Well, if you have a year and a half, then you don't have to be super strict on your diet. Now, if you want to, yeah, go ahead. You can be as strict as you want. If you want to go super, super health nut, then, you know, go for it. But this is for the people that struggle with the diet part the most because they don't, they're so used to eating whatever they want and indulging in all this stuff. It's, you know, maybe just scale back a little bit, get active, turn your training into a habit. Then once that's a habit, Work, plan out your meals. Like, you know, we all know what's healthy, what's not. We all know eating McDonald's is not the healthiest choice in the world, right? We all know that. So instead of, let, you know, instead of eating, let's say you eat McDonald's five days a week, uh, let's, you know, let's scale it back to three days a week. And then maybe scale it back to one day. If you, you know, scale it back to one day, you know, you don't have to do everything cold turkey. Work your way. Start off, you know, five days a week. All right, let, let's, uh, let's, let's start off our training. Let's make it four days a week this week. And in a couple of weeks, we'll go three days a week, two days a week. And then maybe one day a week or cut out McDonald's altogether. But you can figure that out as you go. You know, things like that. It's all about moderation and figuring out your timeline. Obviously, the better you eat, the faster you'll see results. And obviously, correlation with training. And I'm, we're all, for these examples, I'm assuming the training's consistent. 
So that's what you need to know about uh, dieting for the most part that I can think of. I'm trying to think if there's anything in I want to throw in because this is where people struggle the most. It's not going to the gym and training. It's the diet part. Because people, people think if you have one cheat meal, everything's blown to hell. It's not. Now, if you're missing workouts and you're having a cheat meal here, a cheat meal there, then it starts to add up. But if you're going good, you're straight, and you have a cheat meal, or let's let's not say cheat meal, but let's say you you skip a, a you skip a we'll call it a cheat meal, just for simplicity. You have a, your cheat meal in the middle of the week, but you're back on you, you know you get back on track the you know the rest of the week and the following week you're you'll be fine. But just know that there's you got to have some give and take. You know, if you like, if you love, if you love candy, don't stop eating candy, but maybe don't eat candy every single day. You know, it's, it's okay to have desserts, but instead of having, you know, let's say you love ice cream, instead of having ice cream Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, how about just on Fridays when you get through the week and you get done with that last workout for the week, you have yourself some ice cream, you know, you know what I'm saying? Just moderate. It's all about moderation, but that pretty much does it for the diet, for fitness. Make sure you stay on it. So just a quick recap, re recap, recap, summary, just anything you take away from this podcast, I want you guys to, to think about schedule. Turn it from a chore to a habit. Obviously, I'm talking to people that um, are trying to get fitness but never been in. Make, turn it from a chore to a habit. Once you do that, you'll start looking forward to the training. You'll start embracing the grind. You'll love the process. Loving the process is the most important part. Because once you love the process and you stick with your schedule, there's no better feeling than training for something and you start to see the results in the mirror. And then once you see the results in the mirror, you use that to self-motivate yourself. The hardest part when you're first starting out, you're training, you see no results because you feel like you're doing this for nothing. Once you start seeing those results, that's all you need for the motivation to start compounding on itself. You start to, you start to lose the love handles. You start to see the abs come in. You're starting to see the veins come in, if that's what you're going for. You're starting to see the quads get a little thicker. You're, you know, once you start seeing that, then it just motivates you to go harder because you know you're heading down the right path. Second thing, be patient and consistent. Like I was just saying, be patient. The results will come. If you got to, you know, get you a team. If you got a friend, if you don't want to pay for a trainer or a coach, you got friends that are into it, or, you know, just get on YouTube and have some friends to hold each other accountable. Or if, you know, you're on it on your own, just be patient and be consistent. Whatever, whatever it is, three days a week, four days a week, five days a week, six days, whatever it is, stick with it. Even if it's one day a week, let's say for some strange, odd reason, some for some reason you can only train one day a week well you only first of all if you're only gonna train for one day a week your diet's got to be absolutely on point there's there's not room for much leeway on the diet if you're only training one day a week especially if your goal is to to get super fit off of training one day a week but even if it's that stick with it and what 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 also i wanted to mention i want to mention now i think about it is depending on your scheduling, the less days you work out, the stricter you have to be with the consistency. If you work out seven days a week and you miss one, you're fine because you're going to be working out tomorrow. Or if you work out, you know, five, six, five, six, seven days a week and you miss one, 
you'll be fine because you still got workouts that week. If you're you're going to be working out again either the next day or soon. If you're only training three days a week or two days a week, I had a class training two days a week. They started missing days. Well, you're not going to be able to, you're not training for another five, six, seven days. You're training one day a week and you miss it. You're not training again till next week. Now, if you make up that lift, it's a little different, but I'm, a, I'm just assuming for this example that that's the only day, if you can only train one day a week, I'm assuming that's the only day you can get in. The rest of the day, you can't make it up. So you're talking, if you miss that Monday, so you can work out Monday, that next Monday you miss, you can work out that next month. That's three weeks. Three weeks has passed since you've hit that workout. So if you're only training one day a week, your consistency has to be absolutely on point. You can't miss. Can't miss. So, but be consistent. And lastly, plan out the diet, but be realistic. It doesn't have to be super crazy, super crazy uh, strict, and it can change. Start off with figure out how you're eating now and then just make some small changes. And every week or two, cut something out and put something in that's better. So if you're going out to eat six days a week out of the seven, okay, figure it out. Figure out what, where you're going, what you're doing. Then maybe two weeks instead of six, how about you cut it down to five, just one day at a time. Or when you're going out, figure out, you know, if you're going out to eat, even when you go out to eat, Figure out what do you order, you know, maybe instead of getting the, the fried chicken and the, the queso dip, how about you get a steak or a grilled chicken? Just, you know, figure out what you're eating, how you're eating, and slowly, progressively make it better and realistic. You know, you don't have to cut it cold turkey, gradually get better with it, but plan it out. You don't have to meal prep everything if you want to, fantastic. But just plan it out, just like with budgets. Know where, when they say know where your money's going, that's how you get better. Know what you're eating, how you're eating, okay? Plan that out, uh, plan out a diet, a realistic diet, and just stick to it. So, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate y'all for listening for, to another episode of the IV Talks podcast. If you have any questions or want to hear anything uh, related to this, just hit me up on the old Instagram, FLS, the number four swag. Or you can email your buddy at uh, ivtalkspodcast at gmail.com. I appreciate y'all for listening and uh, stay tuned for more episodes. Deuces.